after writing two transformational books myself and supporting many other beings to do the same, I've become enthralled by the deep and mysterious magic that's activated when we choose to say yes to ourselves and commit to the book writing journey. Of course, we want to inspire change and new perspectives in our readers, but the transformation that happens as an author, both throughout the writing process and by actually releasing your book into the world, is surprisingly potent. I know I've been blindsided in the most disruptive and delicious ways by some of the changes my books have brought into my life. Writing a book is like casting a spell. Although we can never be completely sure what's going to be unleashed during the process, we choose to do it anyway. This Unbound One is a heroic journey. Each book has the potential to be a magical portal, a doorway to a new world, both for you and your reader. Each book has a very specific medicine that it's here to share with us. And each book gives us the opportunity to alchemize the magnificent imperfection of our experience into gold. The truth is that anyone can write a book. We could all get a few thousand words down and put them together. But what fascinates me is what happens when we allow the book writing process to go deeper. When we say, fuck it, get naked and dive way down beneath the surface letting go of the shoulds and any need to be acceptable, sensible or approved of. What fascinates me is what happens when we make ourselves fully available to being transformed by the very act of writing a book. This is Unbound Writing and this is the process we'll be exploring together here in the Unbound Writers Club. I'm Nicola Humber, author and founder of The Unbound Press, and I help magical beings to write the transformational book they're really here to write at this time. I'm your guide here in The Unbound Writers Club, and the aim of this podcast is to help you to feel supported, encouraged, activated as you embark on your book writing journey. Whether you're a first-time author or have many books out in the world, my hope is that you will find something here to inspire you. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Unbound Writers Club. Today I am joined by the awesome Karen Roundtree, author of The Divine Feminist which is being featured in the Unbound Book Club this lunar month. If you don't know what the Unbound Book Club is, it's a free book club that we run here at the Unbound Press. You can sign up at theunboundpress.com slash subscribe to get details of whichever book we are featuring in a particular month and read that with us. Today, like I said, I'm speaking with Karen. Her book, The Divine Feminist, came out towards the end of 2021. And actually, it feels more current and important than it did even then, like in these times that we are continuing to live through. I'm going to read from the back cover of the book because Karen describes it perfectly. So here we go. Our world is out of balance. So far out of balance, we've almost forgotten there was ever an alternative. 
We know the age-old story of oppression of the goddess in favour of a patriarchal force and the ways that same story has played out over the centuries and generations to impact upon all of those who identify as women. But what if we were to step back from that story and look at the ways it plays out more broadly too and how we and our planet are suffering as a result? Divine feminism invites us to look deeper at this inequality and consider the ways that all things considered feminine have been treated as less than over the centuries and generations. This book is your invitation to reconnect with those aspects within and for ourselves and the world to find the sacred balance and flow that lies beyond the dualities society has inflicted upon us and allow them to bring you not only back to yourself, but to a life that helps you remind the world there is another way. So Divine Feminist, the book is that (laughs) and so much more. So I'm really, really excited for you to hear what Karen has to say about the book and her relationship, her evolving relationship with this book and how it's a journey that we all get to go on together. So let's dive in. So Karen, welcome back to the Unbound Writers Club. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be here, Nicola. Ah, really, really good to have you here. And I'm so excited that the the Divine Feminist is going to be featured in the Unbound Book Club this lunar month. It feels like perfect timing. Oh my goodness, I so just want to dive into the conversation about the book, but I am going to just (laughs) ask the question that I always ask at the beginning of these conversations. I know you've answered it before, but I feel like it's always interesting just to tune in like to this particular moment in time and ask, what does being an unbound writer mean to you? When you asked that question that time, the emotion that rose up when you said it was really strong because what came up for me, and I'm probably not going to verbalize this very well, was it's about being given the space and being held to be free. Ooh, it does. It does. Because I think if I think about, if I think about being unbound, there is a freedom there, a freedom that often isn't given to us when we are doing our work in the sense of something that that can be quite formulaic. It can be quite, you know, this is how this must be like writing a book, but with unbound as an unbound author, as an unbound writer, there is the freedom to be able to write in the way that you need to write, to be able to write what you need to write, while also knowing that at every turn you are held and you are supported. Mm. And that's a really beautiful, powerful energy of that. Oh, gorgeous. Oh, thank you. That's just oh, really landed with me. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you. Because that's all because of you. Wow. Okay, I'm not going to deflect that. <laughs> my dog, my immediate. <laughs> I will spend the whole episode of me going, no, it is. <laughs> you know, I obviously, you know, the Unbound Press and the Unbound Writing Community, like everything, well, everything is co created, but I, yeah, I'll let that out. Thank you so much. So, the Divine Feminist which we were just saying i can't believe like soon it's going to have been out in the year out in out in the world for a year yeah. unbelievable in november um i know where has that time gone but for those who don't know anything about you and 
this book. What is the what is the Divine Feminist? What is the book about? Well, the Divine <laughs> Feminist is it is a you know I never quite know how to sum it up in a sentence. Mm-hmm. It is feminism but witchy. It is feminism but connected and feminism but deeper. And I guess it is this book. Um, I keep looking to the side because that's where the book is. Yeah. This book is a it's really a a journey back to a place of alignment and a place of balance within ourselves and the world in a world that has told us exactly what we should be and taken us away from what we are. Yeah, I just I just love that description. Feminist but witchy. Like, we should have had that on the... <laughs> should have been the shouldn't it? Yeah, damn. <laughs> oh, perfect. So those people who are coming to the book for the first time or maybe revisiting it as it's in the Unbound Book Club, tell us a bit more about the journey that you take the reader on in the book. Karen yeah so the so really I like to think this book is a bit of a it's a bit of a ritual in itself Mm. we go through each one of the elements in turn we go through we call in each of the elements and work with them and then as we do that we I talk about throughout the book there are 13 keys and it's the 13 keys back to a place of sacred balance a place of alignment with ourselves so it almost feels like oh something just dropped in for me as I'm saying that it's it's a bit like walking a labyrinth, I think. Mm. It's almost walking a walking a sacred circle, walking a sacred spiral back to yourself is effectively what this is. So we move from a place of let's look at what, you know, we move right from let's look at what this idea of of balance even means. That's what this idea of feminist even means. Let's unpack this idea of the sun versus the moon or the masculine versus the feminine. And we take it all the way through this whole host of things that we've been told we must be x instead of being y and along the way go but what if we brought those two things together into a place of of um kind of symbiosis into a place of of i forgot what the word is into a place of togetherness until we get to a point of we don't just have to be human or spiritual actually we're divine in everything that we do we are divine but it's it's our very nature is to be humanly soulfully divine and so we we go right the way through that that level of I think quite frankly unpacking the bullshit that patriarchy has given us to come back to who we are and to come back to not just who we are in ourselves but also who we are in connection with the planet oh yeah yeah that's oh I just love that and I before you even said the word labyrinth I had that that sense of that kind of journey through the book and what you're writing about and it's interesting because we've got another book coming out in at the beginning of October called Labyrinth. So there's obviously big labyrinth vibes going on at the moment. Um, but I was just looking through the Divine Feminist, like before we hopped on to Zoom to record this, and just because I haven't read it since like you know, the original you sent across the original manuscript. So it's always like such a treat for me to revisit these gorgeous books when they're in the book club. And what really struck me was, you know, it's so much more than a book. It really does feel like like a journey, like a process. You are kind of guiding the reader through. And was that always your intention with it, Karen? No. My goodness, no. <laughs> when I started writing the book, and, you know, I mean, I've, I've told this story on this podcast before even, that when I started, this is a very different book to the one I intended to write. Mm-hmm. And I, I wrestled with it for literally years of going, no, I want to write my book this way. And I think I always intended for it to be quite 
Well, it went through many, many different iterations. There was a point where it was, this is my life story and here's maybe what you can learn from it. There was a point where it was, um, let's talk about, this is my, almost my manifesto for how the world should be. Um, you know, cause, cause we all think we know that. And then it, it turned into something that was really a guided journey. And, and I think in some ways, there's a part of me since then has regretted that because I've had a number of people who've said to me, you know, in the last three months, I'm still working through your book because it's not the kind of book you can just pick up, read in a week and put down. <laughs> it's, a, it's a journey. It's an experience. Mm. But I also really love it. I love the fact that, and I guess in a way, this goes back to what I said earlier. I love the fact that these people are, they're not just picking up a book and putting it down. They're being held through a whole process. And I think that's something that actually makes my heart sing a little bit when I think about that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested, like you said, mentioned there about kind of regretting it. I mean, what what's that regret about? Part of me would quite like to be, to have written the book that people just pick up and read for 10 minutes before they go to bed. That seems mm-hmm. quite nice. I was going to say, maybe that'll be my next book. And as I did, a little voice went, no, it won't. You can't don't write this so. Don't be silly. <laughs> <laughs> Not what you do, Karen. Um, yeah, part of me would like, I would like to be able to sit on this podcast and say to people, this is a really easy book to read. Mm-hmm. You take this on holiday with you and it can be a beach read. I mean, I'm, I'm aware we're um, reading this at the end of September, speaking this at the end of September, but you know, yeah. it can be a beach read. I mean, it can, but this is a, it's a, it's a big book. It's a powerful book and it, yeah, it's not a soft and gentle one. It's not. And also, though, I do want to say, like, even when I was just looking through it before we came on this call, it's not a difficult book to read. You know, there's this, there is a quality of ease, like the way you you present it, the way you've structured the book, the way you write, it's very engaging. So it's not, I don't think of it as a dense book and I wouldn't want anyone no. to think no. to think that at all. Definitely. And I think there are, there, I mean, there's lots, I have to be honest and say, this is probably not the done thing to say about your own book, but I bloody love this book. And <laughs> I, I feel okay, say, I feel um kind of validated saying that because I didn't write it by myself. I channeled a lot of it. I was, it was very much a co-creative process and I love it. And I'm I'm so proud of it. And I, I see it's not a, it's not an easy book to read, but it's also a book where I think you feel supported at every turn. Mm-hmm. Although you're doing the deep work, you're also being held to do the deep work. And I really love that because I, I, for the last few months, I've been, um, I talked about those 13 keys that are in the book. And every month on my podcast, I've been journeying with one of the keys. So every month I read another chapter back. And of course, I've read them, I don't know how many times. And still there's points where I'll read the chapters and either go, Oh, that's insightful. I'd be like, oh, well done. Well done, you. That's well written. Or there's other points that just make me laugh out loud. I can't remember what I read last month, but there was something that I giggled. And even talking about it afterwards on the podcast, I was still giggling. And I, I had a, you know, I've, I'm really fortunate that through the Unbound community, I've made lots of friends, but there is, as we were just talking about before, there is a wonderful uh, author who lives about 15 minutes from me and um, the lovely Jen who wrote Wild Egg and um, we've we've been for a couple of walks and, and we've you know we've become friends through this process and Jen messaged me the other week and said I'm reading your book and I just feel like I'm sitting down having a cup of tea with you and I love the fact that because you know books should I, I'm a firm believer that books especially the kind of books we write in in the Unbound Press they should feel like you're having a cup of tea with someone I talked about how being an Unbound writer means being held to be free being supported to be free I believe these books should support you through your own journey of unbinding in their own way. And so the fact that 
that that is how it feels to read this book as though you're sitting down and having a cup of tea with me. I love that. Like, come and have it by the book. Come and have a cup of tea with me. That'll be lovely. <laughs> perfect. So perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Like your voice just comes through so clearly in the book, which I I love. And, you know, that's definitely what we're all about here at the Unbound Press as well. And that's so interesting, the way you go back you're going back to the book chapter by chapter and I kind of feel uh it sounds like this has maybe been your experience as well Karen like our books even once they're out in the world they still kind of evolve and shift in a way and certainly the way we relate to them yeah it's so interesting it can kind of become like a different book at different times yeah yeah. And, you know, I think I worried with this one because by its very nature, you know, by the fact that it, it involves so much feminism, it involves so much reflection on the state of the world. For a long time before we met, I worried about I'm going to publish this and within a month it's going to be dated. Within a month, something will have moved along in the in the, um, the political dialogue and it will be dated. And I guess there will be parts of it. You know, we will read parts of it now where it reflects on something that will not be the case anymore. But it's fascinating me that the more I reflect back, the more I revisit the book, the more I'm finding that it evolves with the world. Mm. And I almost didn't expect that, but there's a real power to it that you read it now and you see other bits unlocking that maybe weren't there a year ago or six months ago, even, you know, it's, it, it is coming more and more to the fore. And I'm, I remember when I wrote this thinking, oh, when I do the second edition, I'll put this in. When I do this, <laughs> I just remember thinking I'm going to miss this. And now when I go back to it, I'm going, no, this is what it is. And this book will, it, it will continue to evolve over time and over circumstance. And it doesn't, it doesn't need it, another, ver- perhaps it will one day, but it doesn't need another version of it because its evolution is in line with the world. Completely, completely. That's what I felt as well. When I picked it up, it's like, oh my goodness, this feels so current and like kind of even more kind of current and like vital than it did when it came out like towards the end of last year which was really interesting and I think it's really helpful for people to hear that particularly those who are writing a book or who've written books because you know there can be this temptation to be in a never-ending process of like oh blood just want to put this bit in or this has happened so you know I want to reflect this so it it's never complete and just trusting that the book is always what it needs to be and like it still gets to evolve even once it's out in the world I just think it's so powerful to, to yeah and it's interesting isn't it because I'm working with a client at the moment who is writing a book and she said to me the other week but I have to put everything in there and I was really challenging that and after the session I'd sat back and thought about it and I thought you know I remember as I was writing this thing and everything has to go in there and how do I choose in a whole I mean, I'm writing about patriarchy. I'm literally writing about tens of thousands of years of history. How do I choose what should and shouldn't go in this book? Oh, my goodness. And it's fascinating that actually, for me, this book, again, I'm looking at it. It's like I'm, it's like I'm looking adoringly at it as I'm, as I'm talking. Mm-hmm. This book has been the ultimate lesson in finding my voice. It's been the ultimate lesson in trusting, trusting my power of discernment to go, if this doesn't feel like it needs to go in, it can wait. It, it probably isn't important because now I look at it and go, this is exactly how it was supposed to be. It's exactly the recipe of what the divine feminist was supposed to be. Mm. And it's it's that that evolves and it's that that changes. And 
again, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to discredit myself. I wrote it. I sat down, I sat down with the pen in my hand and the paper and wrote it. Yes, she did. (laughs) And also, and also it wasn't just me, you know, and I think that's part of this unbound process as well as the recognition that we're not doing this alone. We're the mouthpiece for something else, whether that be human experience, whether that be the divine, whether that be the earth, we're the mouthpiece for something else. And when we remember that it takes the pressure off us to have to create something that is perfect. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then it is, it is perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we're not trying to kind of grasp and, and make sure that it is, it ends up being perfect. I mean, thinking about these specific times that we're living through right now, Kara, like, yeah. I don't know exactly what your experience has been with this year that we're in. I was going to say 2021. We're in 2022, obviously. <laughs> I mean, this has felt feel like a few minutes ago that it was oh, 2021. It does. It does. And also like this year has felt intense in like all the ways. <laughs> and maybe nothing like particularly obvious. Obviously in 2020, like we were living through a pandemic and there was still, you know, that happening in 2021. But I'm just curious to hear your reflections on like the divine feminist and why like at this particular time that we're living through, it can be a support. You know, there's, oh God, I could talk about this forever. I'll mm. try and keep it short. I was walking the other day and I took, I live near a place called Northumberlandia, which is a land sculpture of a woman. It's beautiful. I'll send you the picture, Nicola, mm. after maybe we're going to, I'll make sure it's on my Instagram for people to look at when this goes yeah. live. And the, the words, it's sort of the landscape of a woman lying down. And I took a photogra- photograph of her the other night in the dark. And I don't know how I did it. It's the most beautiful photo I've ever taken. I've never taken anything like this. And as soon as I looked at the photo, I just got this, the feminine is is waking. And I feel like for a long time now, the divine feminine has been stirring. And she's been stirring and she's been sort of coming to an awakening. And now the divine feminine has woken up. And that's amazing. And that's wonderful. And also, you know, I'm, I'm reading a book at the moment, Maureen Murdoch's Heroes, Heroine's Journey, which is incredible. Yeah. And she talks about the process that we go through when we awaken to our feminine and we come back to a place eventually of the the hieros gamos of the feminine and the masculine within us and we've been on this process of awakening the feminine as a world as a as individuals for so long and we must get back to this place of unity Mm. because otherwise our world's just going to stay out of balance but the, the other way and i think part of that is about integrating the feminine in a deep way in a powerful way and part of that also is about not not casting aside the true masculine and something that came through very strongly for me yesterday, you know, we're we're recording this the day after the Queen's funeral here in the UK. And something that came through for me very strongly was there is a potency in us moving out of an era where the the kind of, and I have very mixed thoughts on the monarchy. So let me Mm -hmm. start by saying I don't, I'm not trying to drag anybody into that discussion, but there is a potency in us moving from a, a stage of having a female figurehead to a male one, because we need to rediscover what the masculine is. Mm-hmm. as a sacred as a as a as the divine that isn't what patriarchy tells us that is true masculine and the divine feminist for me you know I str- I've said before I struggled with the word feminist as part of this book for the long time for the longest time because this isn't just something for those people who identify as women it's mm-hmm. it's about that balance of the yin and the yang within us it's about that balance of the yin and the yang within the world and of what the feminine and the masculine are outside of the crap that patriarchy has told us and I think we're coming through a point now where the female has, or not female, the feminine has woken, the masculine is waking, 
And we need to understand what both of those things are and we need to integrate them within our world and we need to integrate them within ourselves. And for me, that is what divide, that's the heart of divine feminism is accepting, recognizing, honoring and integrating both of those, both of those things and everything around and in between them within us and within our world. Wow. I just had all the chills when you were speaking then. <laughs> and also, you know, as we we're recording this, you know, it's coming up to the equinox as well. So, you know, that that theme of balance feels, yeah, just feels like the perfect time for us to be having this conversation. <laughs> so if somebody's coming to this book, to the Divine Feminist during this lunar month, yeah. and, and maybe they've read it before and they're revisiting it. From what you've said, that's probably not the case. They're probably still in the process of reading it and moving through it. Yeah. <laughs> or somebody's completely new. What kind of words of, I don't really like the word, the word advice, but kind of encouragement guidance would you give them to as they journey with the book? What would be your message for them? Mm. Trust yourself. Mm. above everything else above everything the world's told you above everything I tell you in this book as well trust yourself because that's what this book is about it's about coming back to coming back to oh, I'm going to use the cliche who you were before the world told you otherwise mm. it's about coming back to who all of us were before history told us otherwise and I think trust yourself remember that you know so much more than you've ever given yourself credit for that you are so much more than you've ever given yourself credit for and let let the little light, even if it's a tiny little speck of light of that belief and that knowing, lead you through this book and then onwards through whatever comes after it. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Karen, I am so, so grateful to you for writing The Divine Feminist, for being part of the Unbound family. It's always such a joy I always feel so activated whenever I speak to you. So thank you so much for being in the Unbound Writers Club today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for this space and for, by which I mean the podcast and by which I mean Unbound, but also thank you so much for holding this book because it's, she's a book that a lot of other people would have been frightened by because she's by you. And you, you have never been, you have always been her greatest champion. And I'm incredibly grateful for that. Oh, thank you. Well, she is a feisty one, um, but we like a feisty one here at the Unbound Press. Before we go, actually, I just want to make sure people know how to connect with you, Karen. If they want to find out more about you and your work, what's the best way for them to do that? So the best way is probably Instagram, which is where I'm at Karen Roundtree. And it's a funny one to spell. So make sure you check the, the show notes to figure out um, how to spell that one. Or my website is just KarenRoundtree.com. It's all just my name because there's nobody else out there with my name. So basically, if you type my name into Google, you'll find me. That's that's the way to go. No one else is coming up. So <laughs> I love it. Someone <laughs> asked me the other week whether um whether I'd written my book under a pseudonym because it's a very witchy name. It can't really be your name. I was like, no, no, it's, this is my name. It's, it really is. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, thanks so much, Karen. Really enjoyed speaking with you today. Thanks.